So we have Dr. Madhusudan Rashid today, and we're going to be talking about quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and that whole realm. Um, Dr. Madhusudan Rashid is an experimental physicist, and he's currently a post postdoctoral researcher at King's College London. He did his PhD in the University of Southampton and his master's in photoscience. The, the list does go on. Um, he was the former chairman of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Research Association, AMRA as well. And yeah, welcome to Alagam Inspire. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, really happy to be here and excited. <laughs> it's really nice to have you with us, Dr. Dasa. So You've done a lot of research in the, the field of physics. Let's start with something s simple, uh, quantum physics. <laughs> um, okay. What is quantum physics? Yeah. Give us a kind of brief explanation and how does it interact with our day-to-day -day life? So, um, I mean, the definition of it, right? It's, it's just a theory. It is actually one of the most accurate or precise theories we have um, to try to understand nature. Um, and it t tells us about how what the properties and how uh, atomic and subatomic particles um, move and behave. And from there, we can start to sort of understand the laws and, and come up with new laws of, of mechanics, essentially, that are governed at the fundamental reality. Okay. Sorry. So, so how is that different from what we understand already? Mm. And so to, to someone who knows nothing about it, how would you explain how that has an effect on reality or nature or our world so it's it's really hard to relate to yeah because, uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's the first thing you have i think to that's what it is people just kind of hear it and then yes. just ignore it and, kind and, of... and often it's it, it is you can't truly understand it because not in the sense that we really understand how gravity might we, we feel gravity mm. right so we understand how it works it's pulling us it's yeah. a pulling force yeah um it's difficult to understand what's going on at that level so we have to use analogies yeah. to try to understand and there are various peculiar effects that start to happen when physicists started to do experiments um, with atomic and subatomic particles um, and so one of these effects which is actually prevalent in technological development as well for us is the concept of superposition okay and this is also nothing new it's something you and i are so familiar with we don't even think about it so waves noise coming out of my or oh, acoustic waves that i'm generating yeah. Um, through through my voice or what you're hearing through the mic and everything. Yeah. These are just waves, you know, that are emanating uh, through space yeah. um, and air. And so these waves are actually adding and subtracting at the same time. Right. And this phenomena of adding and subtracting of waves is known as superposition. Right. It's superimposing on each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you can have places, so for example, concert halls are specially designed um, so that where you sit, you have maximum um, uh, a chance of hearing those waves. Like exposure to exactly. the waves. Yeah, yeah, fine. But you can sit in certain positions where the noises are cancelled out, yeah. you know? And so they're, they're, they're often really, um, they're designed with certain geometric uh, factors in mind of how waves will sort of hit them and diffract and reflect and interfere. So, so it's interesting you mentioned that. I remember once I was in Washington. Yeah, we were in one of the buildings. I think it was Capitol Hill, and the tour guide was telling us that they used to be. So it was again. It was in a hall. There was a there was the dome, and they said that 
sometimes people would spy on a conversation happening across the hall mm. but there's a particular spot where they would have to go and they could hear the conversation yeah. even though they were like you know 10 meters yeah. away or even yeah. more and even if they were whispering yeah so that's really interesting yeah. yeah and and that's really the power of this principle of superposition right. um and and another adjacent concept con coherence but maybe we won't talk about just just yet mm. um but now what what you might think is okay well why are you talking about this, this is, what has this got to do with atoms and yeah. electrons and, and yeah. protons but it turns out that when you start to do certain experiments with these um electrons and protons and so on yeah. um they start to behave the only conclusion we can gather from the results of these experiments yeah. is that they they must be behaving yeah. or be of some sort of way so this is interesting because this is kind of what if going back to kind of what we studied in school solid liquid uh, gas you know you're saying that atoms and particles you know what we learned about with the nucleus the protons the neutrons and the electrons they're behaving like waves is what you what you're trying to explain is it so what is something <laughs> we got very quickly into philosophy uh, metaphysics here but what is something is 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 the electron a wave or a particle and at the juncture or when you're carrying out the experiment it's neither and both right it's neither and both yeah so you can't say that it's a wave or a particle right what all you can say is that there's a there's a wave of probabilities associated with the position of that electron yeah so imagine imagine a very simple experiment that that maybe many of us would have done at gcc um science classes or so on you have a light right and you shine it through some slits yeah and on the other end what you see is an interference pattern so there will be points where yeah. you see fringes where you see light dark light dark light yeah. dark and that's basically light behaving as a wave right. light waves have interfered with each other and their positions where they are dark and yeah. there's position i.e. there's no light there um and there's positions where they're um bright because it's gone through this slit slit the slit is yeah. sort of created and the wave and the waves that sort of collided exactly. together to create these points yeah. in space yeah. now um a long time ago someone called louis dubois um just a phd student mm. at that point uh, in his thesis he associated with every single particle even you and me in principle he argued should have a wave function attached to it, a wave wave um a wavelength attached to it so right. it, you know um so wait so 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 I'm sorry for uh, disrupting there so you're saying particles are essentially um waves they they can behave as so. they can behave or yeah. they they are they are they are not okay. <laughs> waves as right. such okay. but they behave as such right okay. yeah? um and this is the way to see it because this is where you have to take away sometimes it's the limitation of our language yeah. and this is where mathematics is more um liberating in in describing what's happening but in a way to understand is that there's this there's this period of ignorance that's happening right. so now in the same example of slits let's say yeah. it comes to understand you'll come to understand it a bit better here yeah. let's start firing a single electron through it and you optimize the 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 slits in a certain way so now what you find is that of course if there's two slits on the other end you should expect just two bright spots right. yeah. referring to where the electrons have arrived right. yeah 
and everywhere else you see nothing because electrons haven't arrived there. Yeah. But actually what happens when you optimize these slits, you get a fringe pattern. Right. That's not just two, it's multiple. And the only way... So they've expanded, basically. It's the only way is that for every single electron that's going through, it's not going through one slit or the other. Yeah. It's going through both at the same time. Oh, Wow. Okay. okay. That's now, pretty now that's yeah. that's hard to wrap around because you're like you're thinking of something that's concrete and and that has a defined size yeah. and is a particle, because that's how we see it. Okay. But at this point, it's it's to think about that this the only way to explain this is that it's it's really um, its position of where it is is uh, is a wave of probabilities, and that probability is infinite in extent, by the way. You know, so the particle as it leaves without being seen, and this is also another really important part. Yeah. It, um, so no one observes it as long as no one observes it before and only observes it afterwards. Yeah. You find that, um, it's gone through all the possible paths that it could have to arrive at these points. And so, um, it's in a superposition of all possible locations it could be in. Yeah. Is that only with electrons? No, or no. Can you, you, yeah. So this is a, also the next natural question is where are the limits? Of it? Yeah. And this actually occupied me as a, as a A-level student when I first came across this. I was, and I'm, I, I feel very, very blessed and you might call it luck in some uh, way, but also I would say it's the blessings of, of God that given me the opportunity to explore this. As an A-level student, I came across this phenomenon and I was just, you know, just mesmerized. I couldn't stop thinking about it day and night. Um, I wanted to be an engineer and all of a sudden I come across this and I just, uh, okay, I'm going to go and study this. This is, this is where, this is the fun uh, stuff. So um, it, it turns out that people have done this experiment with larger and larger objects. The world record right now is uh, by someone's group called Marcus Arndt. He's at uh, University of Vienna, um, who was actually a very, a, a previous supervisor of my supervisor. Right. So um, I then w went on to do a PhD in in Southampton, where we were trying to build uh, a setup right. that would try to do this superposition experiment with larger objects, like with nanoparticles. Right. It hasn't been done. No one's done it yet. But the largest object that's been shown to exhibit this property is about 20,000. So, uh, so a molecule made up of 20,000 atoms. Oh. Okay. And it's, done, it's behaved in the same way. It's behaved as a, as a, as a, as a way. So is that because of the electrons or is that because of... No, no. So the electron is just an example I'm using. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? it, it, so even light, for example, yeah. you know, uh, we always believed it to be a, a wave. Yeah. You know? And Newton, for example, um, going all the way back, was a, a, an advocate of, of light being a particle. Yeah. yeah. But the reason he was disproven is because they were able to do this interference experiments of sorts and show that actually light behaves as a wave. But quantum mechanics reverses that and says, well, actually, light also behaves as a particle. Okay. So now, so now all these fundamental things, they both have this property of, um, of being able to behave both as particles and as waves. Okay, yeah. let's let's stop it there. And in terms of the superposition yeah. element, tell us about entanglement. Okay. So entanglement is a more stronger statement of of this sort. Yeah. Okay. Because um, this is crazy. What when I was reading about entanglement, 
the element which obviously you can explain much better of where um two things even if they're at you know one end of the universe they will have the same um i don't know is properties or they would act in a similar way that's yeah. the element which i just yeah. i find it so fascinating. It's, it's um so you have to understand that everything i say is partly through the lens with which i view things okay. Okay. and there'll be others that will present it in a slightly different way okay. the experimental result is always the same it doesn't matter what interpretation you take mm. you know? Um, so it's a disclaimer for, for the listeners and, and for, for you guys as well, um, that there's a bias in my mind, um, very likely. Um, but essentially, the, the experiment you're talking about is, let's say you have two, two um, spins. So this is a property where two particles can have something called a property of spin, which can be up or down. Um, and they come and interact, and then they go far away. Now, if you were to measure the spin of, of this, so this is done with photons, for example, um, the, with one, the other one will automatically be down. So okay. if this got a spin up, yeah. the other one spin down. Right. Now, um, this is where uh, it gets interesting because this is the big debate saying, well, okay, how are they communicating? Hmm. Now you might say, well, okay, you know, maybe there's a, there's a speed of light communication between them, it's fine. Well, what if I take them away so far that it would take longer for light to travel than the information of this should be, you know, down or up. Um, And you can do that. The result is still the same. Interesting. So that means that there's some sort of information being transferred between them. Now, there was a guy called uh, John Bell, and he came up with an inequality. It's It's basically an idea, a test of this idea. And he said that if... Um, if, for example, uh, quantum mechanics, so this is the effect of entanglement, um, uh, is uh, is really um, true, mm. i.e., it's it 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 would mean that reality as we know it mm. is is non-local. Okay, exactly. yeah. So local meaning essentially that communication is bound by re- relativity by the speed of light. Yeah. Okay. And he tried to get rid of all these other ideas that, um, that for example, you, you can have extra dimensions or there's other forces being acted that we don't detect, that this communication is happening. Because no one understood why this communication is happening. And the tests and, and the experiments that have happened have, got, have led us to believe now that really there is no such thing as um, locality for these systems. They are so coupled that you can't tell the difference between this particle and this particle. When you talk about this particle, you have to talk about this particle. Right. It's, it's, a, it's like, um, you know, like a string yeah. that you have to untwine. Yeah. It's untwinable mm-hmm. in the sense right. that you can't detach, you can't detach the two. Their identity is so, that you, you can say that they're so entangled that they are one identity. Okay. How, are, how are they entangled? Yeah. Has so that question entang- been answered? Entanglement always happens and it's constantly happening. It always happens um, through an interaction. So they have to be. Oh, okay. They have to interact, they have to interact. in some form, or yeah. they have to be spun out of the same source. So, for example, you can have special crystals mm. that, if you shine light, will emit two lights in opposite directions. 
This is just a feature of polarization. It's very common in, in, mm. in optics to use this. Mm. But you can do it at the quantum um, where you send single, really uh, single photons and it sort of entangles the ones that are send, it's sending in two different directions. Yeah. And so that is because they, they've interacted at the same point and they've now gone away. Okay. So, uh, that's yeah. mind-boggling. You've done some research on the Holy Quran as well. Yeah. Um, and you've got some theories and you've, you did a presentation at the Quran Science Conference in 2020, was it? 2019. It's available on YouTube. Um, and we'll link it below as well in the YouTube description. Tell us about that. Um, so this really is... So I have to give you a disclaimer again. Yeah, that, you know, this is really just... Um, series of discussions that happened with various um, uh, friends within the community, some scientists, some very well versed in in the Quran or literature in general. Um, a lot of it is trying to understand what the fourth Khalifa uh, of uh, Ahmadiyyad was, was talking about, and he gives very detailed understanding of a specific verse um, of, of the Quran. This is uh, the um, it's in chapter 24 um, and verse 36. Yeah. Um, it's called the Aitam Nur, so the, the, the verse of the light. light yeah. And in here, God sort of tells uh, people about, uh, it's a very metaphorical, um, in often the translations to this are in relation to how revelation descends upon the Holy Prophet of Islam mm -hmm. and, and how God gives him that. Um, but it, it also has this really interesting connection that I, I felt was there and um, with the nature of light right. itself. Okay. And, and I just, I've been musing about this for a very long time. Yeah. And I was thinking about how light, for example, might exist in the universe here. So, so, um, sorry, sorry. Just to clarify, the verse starts off with, Allah is the light of the heavens. Exactly. The yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and so you, do you take that literally or do yeah. you take that metaphorically? Yeah. And there's different different levels to it as well. Right. Um, so the fourth Khalifa, of, uh, so um, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed, yeah. um, he he uh, explains that well, this is a it's talking about nur. Nur is a much more encompassing concept, where exactly how you have visible light and you have different spectrums. In the same way, you have light of God, which has different spectrums right. of His attributes encoded in it. And so this um, this started this, and at the parallel to this, I was really I still think a lot about the nature of this wave or particle duality, and what is a thing? What yeah. you know? What is the nature of something? Yeah. Um, like an electron, is it truly an electron? How does it know it's an electron? Yeah. Where is it encoded that it should be an electron? Yeah. And 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 the fact that actually electrons can change. Yeah. If you so particle accelerators, you bang them together, and you can change that. If you pump enough energy, you change their very nature to something else right so there's this transmutability about yeah. very fundamental things and so what is there so i think the arabic word is vajud mm -hmm. you know what is their um, existence existence yeah. what how do you define them how do they define themselves yeah. um and this is a parallel thought that's going on and and so then i i felt that there was a strong link between how the verse talks about how light descends mm -hmm. into this kind of oily fabric of reality um, and in there, there's a cavity. So cavity is a really important concept. Generally, it's to amplify okay. uh, often yeah. um, uh, light, but 
here exactly that's how god explains it that it there's this this um light that descends onto this material fabric which has a very special quality mm. that not only amplifies the light of allah it also um has um a connection with some sort of bubbles or like uh, a sort of confinement of right. some sort to this light to give it shape okay. to give it form okay. and then from there you get um light upon light yeah okay. and and often there is this understanding that even our soul or our nature is connected with light sure so within the light of god um the idea was that um you have information about not only how something should be mm. yeah you also have um you know all it, you, you have the energy to make it be right. yeah and and this also then goes to another idea which um <laughs> this requires like half an hour to ex- yeah. to an hour maybe a day to explain but yeah. um it's a really important idea which is that kun faikun is a, a, also an, a, a phrase in the quran yeah. which is used um allah says be and it becomes it, it bees um and this is well what is allah saying what is well he doesn't speak in the same way as we speak yeah. but actually it's a thought yeah. the thoughts of god yeah. are like him speaking and, th- and and doing at the same time mm. and that thought is the light that reaches us and is in itself has all the energy the ingredients right. or even thought it could just be in the intention yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's all the same thing yeah. in that sense i guess sure. um so it, that in itself has that and there's a really interesting thing you can think about and and okay so i once again disclaimers that this really moves away from science science yeah. does not refer to this right and this is a bit metaphysical but close your eyes think about something and try to sustain that thought yeah. create a universe in that thought so that you don't know anything about it yeah. that universe that you've thought of requires your own focus your own it's it's sustenance is yeah. through your own uh focus your own energy that you're imparting in it yeah. the moment you stop thinking about it mm. it's gone yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite interesting and so you can think about us in some form yeah. um that we are a thought a fleeting thought of god right. that without his direct sustenance that is constantly there and needed yeah. we cease to exist I do want to ask you before we close off yeah. um so the second caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community he gave this this is an article which uh, a radiologist he's an Ahmadiyya Muslim he wrote and basically it's he talks about how in radiology you have certain imprints on bones within children if they're going through um you know growth issues or whatever but the, those imprints show on the bones and basically he was just talking about there's the second caliph of ahmadiyya community he said that it could well be that because energy doesn't finish it's always there but it changes its form sometimes the law mm-hmm. of conservation of energy he said that because uh, when you speak as you're saying it's wavelengths is it when you speak mm. um they come out he said it could be that um humanity comes to a point where they create an instrument technology advances so much where you can fine tune the instrument and and so he was talking about the radio basically at that time when it was invented he said it could be that this instrument fine tunes to a particular age or fine tunes 
the air around it and you can pick up the actual voice of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 1500 years ago and we can hear his words as we read his words mm. in the books of Ahadith because he the, the point that the second caliph was making is that um, information is never information lost. is never yeah. lost and the energy is never lost it's just about the form changes yeah it's so, kind of to do with like the red light shift kind of similar principle where you're looking and then you see what's happened far away in space has already happened so long right. ago but you're seeing it now exactly it's kind of like a similar kind of so, yeah i think that was the kind of theory that and so this uh, this ahmadi radiologist he basically compared it to his um, field of work as well how there's always an effect on something and it's a really good article people can read it on al Hakam. i just wanted to know your kind of uh you know view of because you were talking about a lot about how everything's a wave and yeah just just your take yeah. how how this because obviously quantum physics it's it's not fully understood and i think so, that's the beauty of it right now so it's not that it's not fully understood I mean, it is, as I said, it's the most accurate theory we have. Right. Okay. Right? So it is the most understood okay. and the most tested okay. theory that yeah. we have. Um, but of course, there's there's still things that we don't understand, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And no doubt there are. I, so I, I work a lot on the foundational questions of, of within physics in different areas. And I'm mm. involved with discussions of scientists who are there. And we're pushing boundaries by asking difficult questions. Yeah. Um, testing for things that you would be like, well, why are you doing that? Yeah, you know? yeah. that but goes against science. Or that, not necessarily against science, but it's not necessarily. Um, uh, it, it's it's like looking for the fifth force, right? right? There's motivation for it, yeah. you know, because there there are suggestions or theories or models that suggest that it could be there mm. to explain certain things. Mm. So science is, cannot. So, so there is a there is a movement of certain people who would conjure up ideas and so on and just want to test there. Yeah. But science normally moves forward with a question yeah. that can't be explained. So you need a new model to explain it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, so this is just to set it up. But essentially, yeah, there are ideas that explore these boundaries. Mm. Um, so quantum mechanics, there are open questions in there still, lots and lots of them. Um, and we don't really understand what happens at the very fundamental beyond quantum mechanics we don't understand how quantum mechanics interfaces with gravity this right. is an open problem you know um and there are major problems so but but um in reference to information this is also something um so there, there are lots of ideas yeah um there are some ideas about how information is never lost of course it's as 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 important as the conservation of energy oh, really? you know so in the sense that there is conservation of information mm. But this is not a proven thing. It's just something that over time you expect to be the case. Yeah. Um, there's the in relation to what um, the second Khalifa was talking about. Um, as it stands, we don't have the scientific yeah. knowledge yeah, for that to explain something so, like that. Yeah. Um, because what happens is that um, energy gets scrambled. You know. So, for example, um, the so if, if we live in a completely deterministic universe, you could imagine that I could, and I have a supercomputer of another level mm. that, can, that can calculate and understand uh, where the wave is yeah. and the particles are yeah. and exactly where they were. And then you can work your way back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quantum mechanics tells us that's not 
possible. Yeah, as it as we understand it. So it might require us to think very differently about yeah. about this. Um, but as it stands, it's 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 because um, information, for example, dissipates out yeah. and gets scrambled, so scrambled yeah. that um, it's not possible possible for us to descramble it. I think that's that's really interesting because there's so much that we don't understand. We're trying to, you know, even time, for example, we we don't completely understand time's relative, you know, understanding information. Like so I just want to add, that if, for example, um, so, the, the, so this is actually something you can read in, in um, the fourth Khalifa's book, Revelation, Rationality, Truth and Knowledge, um, where he talks in, in extent about the concept of entropy. Yeah. Entropy, yeah. And so this, I think, would violate entropy unless there's an Sorry, what's entropy? Entropy is that uh, the growth of disorder. Okay. Yeah. So everything is in a state of constant entropy, right. so that it, there's no change in its order, or that it grows towards disorder. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, in another way to think about that is that um, you know you have this perfectly assembled information, and then it gets mm. collided with this air molecules and everything, and it gets dissipated out, so it becomes more disordered over mm. time. Um, as it gets introduced to this larger thing and it's as as we know it it's impossible to go back yeah yeah unless there's some additional things there that we just don't know you know mm. additional fields that are storing that information that that's dissipating out yeah. um that we haven't discovered um and so then you can you can think maybe that's that's one route right you know um, to explore it's uh, it's been a, it's been an amazing conversation um, i think everyone would have uh, our, our audience and listeners will really yeah, enjoy yeah. this episode absolutely and it's certainly been a really enlightening discussion because it's not every day that you have you know a, a physicist in a, a niche field where you're talking about kind of this this these theories and it kind of takes you back to your own understanding of reality and thought and how makes you, you think, live, yeah. exactly you live your everyday life it brings in the kind of spiritual element as well in terms of kind of you know our souls and spirituality as well so no, it's been really kind of a, a really good pleasure to have you on, on the podcast you, yeah we should have you again inshallah yeah god willing definitely no thank you for having me it's been a pleasure talking thank you for listening to the alhakam inspire podcast we hope you enjoyed it visit our socials on instagram Twitter and YouTube at Alhakam Inspire. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave your comments there. We would love to hear your feedback and thoughts. So send us an email to inspire at alhakam.org.